Hello and welcome to the Aligned Leader podcast. I'm Daniel Jordi and I'm your host. And on the Aligned Leader, we feature some of the most cutting edge technology CEOs and digital executives in Switzerland in order to empower next generation entrepreneurs to cut their learning curve and in order to establish Switzerland as a global digital innovation hub. All right, welcome to the show today. Today I have Nick Brambring with me and uh, he's the CEO of Zatu. Now, we're going to go right into your story, Nick. Uh, I'm very curious about, you know, your background, uh, your story, your personal story, your, your your leadership story and how, you know, you came to basically where you are today. So, let's dive right in. Tell us a little bit more about who is Nick and uh, what is the story that got you to where we are today? Thanks for asking. Um, I'm actually well prepared for that question because uh, uh, over Christmas uh, I spent time with my parents and my two uncles were there. Uh, and they, one of them is a lawyer and he said, well, you studied law and you basically wasted it by uh, you know, not uh, uh, doing what a lawyer does now. Uh, so how come? And um, my story... Uh, I guess starts when I was 16, 17. What I really loved is uh, uh, movies, uh, also uh, music videos, not only to watch them, but to produce them. Yeah? And not on a professional level, obviously, but just for fun with friends. And right after school, I thought about going into that industry directly. And uh, I would say my, my father without telling me, but more with asking me uh, good questions, uh, probably convinced me to first do something that uh, might be a more stable fundament, let's say. Uh, so I planned to study uh, economy and law, I ended up with law, I did economy also later on. And I, I kind of prolonged that detour from what I really wanted to do. Uh, looking back, I probably prolonged it for too long. Yeah, So I did my PhD in law, my second state exam, uh, and then I joined a strategy consulting firm, Boston Consulting. Uh, but I never lost um, that goal of going into the TV business. Yeah, uh, So uh, I didn't become a producer or a director, but at least uh, I'm in the TV business now. I joined Zatu. Uh, saw um, that they are looking for somebody 11 years ago when they were still a startup. And one of my colleagues back then uh, is also an INSEAD uh, MBA alum like myself. Uh, uh, that's how I joined, first focusing on doing content deals, so negotiating with TV stations, collecting societies, the rights that we need to do our service that we do with Zatu. Uh, and then moved on, uh, taking responsibility for the ads business uh, and then uh, for Zatu as a company. Very interesting, especially this, uh, this passion for entertainment, TV, movies. I, I mean, can you recall, like, what was it there or what is it today still that gets you excited about, you know, TV, digital TV, about, you know, this, this whole world of movies and, and, uh, and entertainment? I guess I like good stories. Uh, as a kid, it was Star Wars. Yeah, so I was a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, one of my friends 
had an uncle with, with two video recording machines, early 80s, so that was phenomenal. Uh, uh, and he copied Star Wars so we could watch it uh, as often as we wanted. Uh, so I probably watched, I don't know, 30, 40 times or so. Um, and uh, I also liked uh, series, um, I liked sports. Uh, as a kid, I was uh, pretty much a TV junkie, I would say. Uh, now there's not so much time left, but I still like the medium, um, the, the diversity of what can be done, uh, the platform for uh, storytellers. It's very interesting. I'm always inspired, you know, to hear the why of those kinds of things, you know, because there's always reason why people are involved in what they're involved in, you know, especially people who are passionate and they're driven and they're high performing, you know, people like you. And it's always interesting, you know, because, you know, um, some, some, some people may, you know, I'm just imagining like, you know, parents looking at the children who always watch TV and who always like, you know, you're wasting your, your, your eyes and your days. And, you know, this is never going to be, this is never going to be, um, of value in the future for you. Well, <laughs> here's you know, the story. Partly true. I mean, not every afternoon uh, series uh, was necessarily uh, <laughs> valuable for what I'm doing now. Uh, um, uh, so I think a good good mix is something that I would uh, uh, look for with my children too. Yeah, very much, very but much agree. Inspiration. I actually remember a, a similar question uh, of of whom inspired you, and I think most answered you know Jack Welch and and, and management giants uh, that indeed are are super inspiring when when you read their books or listen to them, um, but. For myself, was more Bud Spencer, Sean Connery, uh, uh, people uh, I admired uh, when I was young, um, and that I uh, enjoy being at least involved in, in distributing uh, what they did. Mm, yeah, I remember Bud Spencer movies. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. So uh, you know, you you over the past eleven years since you joined Zatu, uh basically Zatu become you know from a startup into a fairly large SME. Uh, business, you get about 250, 250 uh, people right now, correct? We have 120 roughly. Ah, uh, sorry, 120. Yes, exactly. So uh, you you transitioned from you know a startup into you know 120 people company over the past 11 years, and then obviously there's lots of challenges and stories that come with it, right? Um, what are some of the key things? If you can maybe point out one or two things that you have worked on over the past 11 years in this transition of becoming basically an SME uh, organization that you feel were, you know, the biggest accomplishments for the organization and also yourself as a leader? Yeah. So obviously we didn't get to the 120 by adding 10 each year. It was not linear. Um, so then I would probably pick, oh, I need to do this so the lights go on. There's some odd <laughs> automated, uh, lights off after, after a while, so I should probably talk more vividly than that doesn't happen. So um, the one is after a big crisis that we went through in 2008. Uh, it's a year when other companies also went through a crisis, Lehman Brothers uh, and, and bank crisis. Um, it hit us in a phase... Uh, when we 
aggressively expanded. Um, back then, we had a pure business-to-consumer model, us bringing TV to people. Uh, as a pure free uh, product and advertising finance. Uh, and we managed to get rights for eight countries. We got into eight countries, uh, but none of these countries we made money. Uh, so the typical, I would say, more the American approach, you know, get users, burn money. Um, and mid-2008 uh, was not a great time to, to raise money uh, for such a model where you had zero proof for your business uh, and you not even had proof for anywhere in the world uh, uh, somebody uh, made money with distributing TV over the internet the way we do it. Uh, it was really a, a pioneer work uh, and ironically pioneer work uh, uh, is actually seen more critically uh, than if you just you know try to copy uh, businesses uh, so Anyway, um, surviving that, I would say, uh, was a big accomplishment that we, uh, as a two, uh, did. We went down from roughly 60 to 15 uh, people. Uh, we closed down markets. We renegotiated contracts. Um, so that was a, a tough uh, phase. Uh, and at least we survived. Yeah? And the years after, we grew very, very slowly. Um, in terms of people, uh, but we grew in terms of revenues and we got profitable. Uh, so really going through that phase of, you know, doing more like the, the traditional way, yeah? Uh, uh, getting, getting your, your uh, uh, Swiss francs and euro together uh, to pay your bills uh, and make a profit. I think that was really good uh, for Zatu and obviously... <laughs> Uh, without it, uh, uh, the two wouldn't exist anymore. And then um, being able to, to, to switch to a more aggressive growth course again, um, which a lot of outsiders, I think, didn't expect from the two. It's like, okay, they are around for already. Back then it was more like seven, eight years. Um, it's an okay company, nice what they did, great pioneer work and so on. Um, but after seven, eight years, not a really big thing, so forget about it. But we really managed to uh, grow more aggressively, to add uh, a subscription business very successfully, uh, and also to add a B2B business, where we basically license our product to partners as a white label, especially network operators. So I mean, the ones who just launched is one and one in Germany, a huge ISP uh, who introduced a TV product completely based on Zatu. So, so these are big things that we now got to. Uh, and I would say that's a huge accomplishment uh, that uh, our team uh, achieved uh, over the last years. I love that. Um, I love those very specific moments of the faces that you pointed out. In, in general, are there... I mean, are there very specific challenges that you can point out that had to be overcome, you know, either business challenges or, you know, uh, mindset challenges or culture challenges or leadership challenges or anything there that you feel, okay, these were, in order for us to actually have been um, successful with these changes, these things had to be overcome. 
I would probably start with the mindset because that's what needs to change first, right? Uh, and both examples are probably also good examples for that. I mean, first you need to change from boom, grow, open up new markets to now cut markets, cut costs, turn every penny around. Um, that was a big uh, shift. And uh, I mean, some people had to leave, some people left because they say, hey, that's not what I signed up for. Fair enough. Um, and the challenges uh, following that in that first phase are very hands-on, very more like a craft than an art. Yeah. Um, do, do, do your stuff. Um, And then, again, a mind shift change uh, that says, hey, uh, in order to be able to, to get partners like one and one, we also have other big uh, partners on the B2B side. We announced our first deal in the US. I mean, that's now stuff that we achieved this year. But in order to, to even have a chance to get there, uh, you need to take risks again. Yeah. And uh, the mind after this crisis uh, of, of nearly, you know, uh, dying and, and then surviving and, and getting to profitability and getting respect for it, to then again take a risk that might have, you know, uh, led to another crisis. Uh, I think that was an important uh, uh, mind shift. Uh, and, and what follows is then... Uh, less of, of, of just a craft because there's so many unknown, yeah? Uh, how do you sell the product? How does the product have to look like in order also not only to work for our users but for, for users of our B2B customers, uh, etc. Um, so uh, uh, we got better and, and, and we are still working on it to, to, to really understand what uh, we need to do next. Uh, and that's not like super visionary in terms of, okay, we need to foresee the team future in 10 years. Um, but uh, it definitely uh, uh, has to do with anticipating what we need uh, in the next years. Definitely. That, I mean, that's a big one, you know, going through such a crisis, um, you know, burns certain things into your brain and into your belief system and then going back into Uh, risk-taking mode is a major challenge and not only you know as, as, as an individual but also um, letting the organization live that culture one more time that is huge right still had years after and have and I mean there's also something very positive in this hey let's turn the pennies around be very careful uh, attitude uh, but you need to watch out that what you hardwired into the company over years doesn't lead to somebody saying, yeah, I, I didn't order the new server because I wanted to save 20,000 bucks, although the old one is running for five years and, you know, uh, the system depends on it. So um, uh, I, I think we did overall a, a good job of balancing that, of not, you know, falling into the other extreme. Now, yeah, let's fly business and throw big parties. Uh, but uh, to take more risks, to accept uh, that if you want to grow fast uh, uh, and be very effective, uh, that you will not be 100% efficient. Yeah? 
um, there, there is uh, a, a clash of interest and, and you need to make sure, you need to accept that uh, and, and you need to find the right balance. That's a big one. You know, if you want to be effective, you're not going to be 100% efficient in a sense like not everything's going to be perfect and all done and all work done every day at the end before you go home and all these kinds of things, right? Because it's sort of like, you know, sometimes we can fall into those uh, traps and, and then lose out on the effectiveness. I love that. So I want to switch a bit more into the present um, with, you know, where you're at right now and what's going on. So what are some of the most exciting things that you work on right now? So uh, there's actually uh, a lot of cool stuff uh, on the product side uh, that we are working on. Um, uh, also a lot of uh, details, but I would say that the shift uh, that we have uh, already um, successfully started last year uh, is from bringing the two out of the corner that we have been in for a long time, namely uh, a, a nice browser version or a nice app for your mobile TV usage, which is a nice addition to your cable subscription to, to get into a position where it's an alternative. Yeah? If you have good internet access, an Apple TV box or Amazon Fire or any smart TV, um, you don't need a cable subscription. You also don't need satellite. Switzerland satellite is not very popular anyway. In Germany, satellite is still huge. I think 40% of people use satellite. Um, so if you have an internet connection anyway, there's a much nicer way um, with these devices. Um, and uh, uh, they are not just the same over the internet. Uh, they bring you advantages that nobody else can bring. You can only have that over the internet personalization, multi-screen, um, and of course, time shift, yeah, to get your individual stream when you want that. Satellite or cable, don't give that to you. So um, we are doing a lot around um, uh, the big screen, yeah, uh, to get, we just brought out a new app for uh, Apple TV. Uh, we have a very successful Amazon Fire uh, app in Germany and, and a great partnership with them, including promotions. Um, and uh, what we are doing now is, is make sure that the uh, interconnection between uh, your mobile phone and your big screen works better. Because honestly, we've seen that uh, uh, some competitors uh, are better than us in terms of uh, swiping your content to the big screen. And, I mean, we had that swipe function for a while, but to make it really nice, uh, to give you some info here, swipe it over, get it back, and so on. Uh, there's a lot of uh, detail work where you want really strong product people, design people, uh, obviously developers implementing it then. Uh, and that's something that we spent a lot of time on to really, um, yeah, make usability better. So that's on the product side. And then on the business side, uh, we have these two uh, pillars that we uh, are based on, and that's B2C and B2B. Um, they are, are not contradicting each other. On the contrary, uh, our vision is to bring better TV experience to people. And whether it's our brand uh, on that TV app or if it's somebody else's brand, but it's completely our service and the experience that we deliver, uh, we are agnostic. 
So um, if we have a million new B2B end users, that's also great. Um, for B2C, um, what we really need uh, or want, uh, uh, want and need to do is grow our subscriber base. So people who are willing to pay, yeah? not to, who just consume the two free and get advertising, that's great. Uh, but uh, to become a real alternative to cable, we want them to pay for our service and cancel their old subscription. Uh, so that's a big goal for this year, to grow in subscriptions. And then on the business-to-business -business side, uh, we landed some really great deals last year. So prior one is to uh, serve these customers really, really well. Um, and prior one B is to add uh, some more because we have an attractive pipeline. Uh, we have uh, potential customers that are super exciting that fit into our strategy. That's always important. Um, uh, we, we don't want uh, to have customers who have a completely different vision from the product side. Uh, we don't want to become an agency uh, who just you know, build what others think makes sense, uh, but we build a product and we look for customers who also like that product. And uh, uh, that approach is very successful. Love, love, love that. Now, you, one thing I love the most is what you point out with the vision is basically saying, you know, um, the best or the uh, much, much better TV experience. Uh, if you could point or if you could paint the picture um, of what that ultimately would look like for you. And I guess we're already switching into, you know, future, basically talking a little bit about that. Um, what, what would that look like? If you could just have any canvas in front of you and paint the picture and say, this is, this is the ultimate experience that I envision for, you know, consumer in the near future to have with their entertainment, with their TV. Yeah. So talking of the near future, I, I would come back to the three points that I see as key differentiators uh, to traditional TV. And then I have one, one little thing on top, uh, <laughs> uh, looking a bit more into the future, um, but something I've, I've seen already during our hack days uh, uh, that we did a few months ago. So um, three points. One is multi-screen. Um, that's something that is not something new for us. It's basically something that we started with, yeah? Uh, TV also on your PC, and then of course also on your mobile phone, etc. So that's uh, not very visionary. It will just uh, continue. We also brought the tool on the Microsoft uh, um, virtual reality glasses and stuff like that. It's, 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 that is still a bit of a, uh, yeah, innovation uh, more for fun than for real impact but of course we, we follow uh, where people have a screen uh, and then we bring tv to it so also glasses uh, uh, you know uh, uh, that combine virtual with with real so this augmented reality stuff uh, so that's something that we just follow we are in that regard we are not the ones who like create uh, new screens, stuff like that. Um, second point, time shift. Um, that's something that we do for a long time in Switzerland uh, because the legal environment is favorable. You, you can do that without problems. Uh, in Germany, it's very complex to get all your rights together, but it's something that we are working 
going on. So we introduced uh, uh, that you can at least watch the show that's currently running from the start. Uh, but not for all channels, so we want to have it for all channels. We introduced a net PVR. You can uh, uh, record your personal recordings in the cloud. Uh, again, something we don't have for all channels. So uh, in that regard, technology is already far advanced. Uh, our main challenge is to get the partners, uh, who also again have contracts with right owners, uh, to, to get regulators uh, to a point to... Um, close that uh, big gap uh, that you currently have between what's what's possible and what users want uh, and uh, what's uh, legally uh, possible and, and available. So that's something that we will work on that will probably still take a while, at least in Germany, to, to get to a point where uh, you can really give users what they want. In Switzerland, we have seven-day catch-up across all channels. I think that's great already. Um, and the third point is something that we are still very weak on, uh, but we are investing in, and that's personalization. To really give meaningful recommendations. Uh, we do give recommendations, but they are more like, most people watch this movie, so it might be interesting for you. Yeah? Uh, and then we also look uh, uh, at profiles like, okay, you watch a lot of sports, so maybe you get the newsletter with a sports event. Um, but there's obviously so much uh, uh, you can do because uh, I think we have 150 channels in Switzerland, nearly 100 in Germany, uh, and there is a lot of great stuff. I need to do this wave thing one more. A lot of great stuff um, on these channels, uh, and a lot is just hidden. And to, to get into you know, our users mind more and, and really give them uh, a meaningful recommendation, maybe also with could say now we have a great uh, solution, but there's a lot of steps uh, in that direction. So that would be these three points. And then to just give a little example, something I, I would have probably not come up with uh, a year ago. Uh, other people more visionary than me, I guess. Uh, but in these hack days, uh, our colleagues um, did an uh, Alexa voice-controlled uh, TV. And uh, first you might think, okay, you have your remote control or your mobile phone and so on. Uh, it's a nice gimmick. But then uh, you start uh, seeing, okay, uh, Alexa, uh, uh, take me to RTL. You know, you don't need to push a number or look for it. It's, it, it when you see it, it's so obvious that this is much nicer, much easier. Yeah? Um, uh, or uh, show my recordings, uh, play Game of Thrones. It's, yeah, you don't need to look for Game of Thrones or type it in or so. It's, it's fantastic. Um, so again, we are certainly not uh, the pioneers in voice control, but uh, it's important that we understand what's going on and how we can make use of that uh, Forza 2. Still a, an internal prototype uh, for anybody who would, would look for a voice controlled Za 2, um, but uh, it's definitely coming. Uh, and I would say that's, that's our job, not to invent uh, 
uh, all these things, but to watch out what's happening and how we can use it for, for the benefit of our users. I really love that. I mean, there's, there's two sort of like things that I see really um, still be, I mean, all around the world and in most um, services, they're still fairly rudimental. I mean, I think, you know, voice control, I think about my Siri on my iPhone. It's so dumb. I mean, every time I use it, I'm frustrated because it's so dumb. It can't even do the slightest, the slightest bit of intelligent work, right? And it's AI. Well, <laughs> so there's a lot of work to be done there, but it's probably also too, like this is one area that you're investing in that you're moving forward as well. The other one is this recommendation piece. I quickly want to dive into this slightly because, you know, recommendations it started like okay so you a lot of, you work you know you look, you watch a lot of sports movies or series so here's some more sports series like well that's fairly you know rudimental fundamental and then amazon came along right and then netflix came along and they figured out it you know they figured it out pretty well but we now we consumers if i look at myself as a as a consumer we have such high expectations now of these things because we say well technology is so far advanced you know why can't i um just get recommendations that are not just based on you know tags and keywords and just like a very um structural data basically or not, not data but um very like just categories just like basic stuff but very very deeply rooted um things that are about personality, about which pieces of a series that I actually enjoy most, which characters that I may enjoy and things like that. So where do you feel we're going with that? Do you feel in the, in the near future it's going to be possible to collect and use such data effectively? And, and, or, or do you feel like it's going to take ages for us to work on that? I... I fear my, my answer uh, is not very innovative. Um, um, I, I, I definitely think it's coming and not in the far future. Yeah? Uh, I mean, if you look at what's already there, um, again, exactly, you have that feeling. Yeah? You use Netflix, Spotify, say, hey, great. And then you uh, use your uh, cable TV uh, a box uh, that's like this size, eats energy like a fridge, and uh, is just a nightmare uh, uh, to use. Uh, and, and that's the user you want to deal with. I think that's also our chance um, with our B2C offering uh, to say, hey, guys, just uh, get an internet connection, uh, and then you have the two as uh, an app or, or you know, uh, a browser version on your smart TV, wherever. Um, uh, uh, and uh, now coming back to your, your uh, recommendation. Um, yes, I think these recommendations will take basically everything they can. Yeah. Um, uh, you look at what, what you like. Uh, um, you look at what you chose. We look at uh, what you watched and what you watched until the end. Uh, um, uh, and, um, and that's an, an approach that I've seen um, what, what my colleagues did is they um, compared your pattern with other people's pattern. Um, and then they looked at what these people also 
liked and watched what's still missing for you. And um, uh, there were some astonishingly uh, good results uh, with that. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's not like, oh, you, you like to watch uh, that football match and this guy also watched it. It's really like a combination. It's like, I don't know, 400 dimensions, something like that, yeah? Uh, where you would say, okay, these things all fit together, and then there's a high chance that you will also like that. Um, so I think as, uh, uh, I mean, an Amazon will probably combine what you buy and uh, uh, Facebook would combine what, what you liked and uh, who your friends are, etc. And all of that uh, will, will uh, increase the chance uh, of a good recommendation. I just thank you so much for, for going in there. Like just, you know, one thing you mentioned Spotify, you know, it's just an interesting example. I always remember this. Like I, at one point I was listening to classical music on my headphones and really doing some concentrated work and I don't just have the free subscription. Right. So there was an ad and it was actually for a heavy metal band. And I was like, you know, I was listening to classical music and the ad was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> and it was just like, you know, this, this saying of, you know, for a long time, content and just content was king and now content and context are king together and um this is going in a really interesting direction also what you mentioned with uh, you know facebook amazon um with these huge data collections that we have now do you think just from your own personal um expectations or opinion do you feel at one point we're going to end up in a more open future where it's going to be like okay uh Facebook's going to say, okay, guys, um, you know, our API is a lot more open <laughs> and, um, you know, you, 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 there's more data that we provide so that you can work with that data a much more closer with your own service and those kinds of integrations across, you know, the big four in digital and even beyond. Do you feel that it's going to go more in that direction or even more in a com more competitive direction with data and, and sharing and things like that? Yeah. Great question. Um, in the moment, I would say the tendency is not uh, to be uh, very open um, uh, unless, let's say, openness within a certain uh, world, right? So, of course, I mean, Google has, I think, a great strategy of being very open with a lot of stuff as long as you use, you know, uh, their... Um, uh, OS, uh, uh, so everybody can can uh, produce Android phones and so on. Uh, but then you probably have the Google Shop and Google Ads and so on. Um, and uh, I think Facebook has probably a fairly similar approach, some differences. Well, Amazon is rather closed, uh, I would say. But uh, I, I, I don't have anything to, to add beyond uh, the obvious. Um, I would say um, I, I, it would be great if there's more open. Now, now coming back maybe to our industry, yeah? uh, TV and movies, um, you would think that because for the user, it makes sense to have one platform and you know, uh, the entire world in front of you, um, uh, that eventually there has to be such a solution and everybody gets their fair share. But you see what's happening. Uh, Netflix is producing exclusive stuff. Amazon is producing exclusive stuff. 
still the TV stations are very strong in content, produce their stuff. And you also have pay TV, Sky. If you want sports, you also need the zone who has some stuff now. Uh, Amazon might get some exclusive sports rights for uh, Premier League even. Um, Disney wants to launch its own Netflix competitor. So you need probably, without exaggeration, like a dozen services to get your content. And um, I just see what's happening now, and that's the, the contrary of more and more open and, you know, one platform. Um, and I, I don't see any tendencies of, of uh, that going the other way. It's really interesting to see the inside, you know, because you're, you're very much on the inside of that within, within the industry. And it's really inter interesting to hear um, your sense of where it's going. Um, and you're right, you know, it's, it's, I mean, the question is, is it, you, is it really user-centric? Well, <laughs> maybe it's more a shareholder-centric than user-centric right now, but maybe at one point it will have to change anyway. Um, um, you know, thank you so much for, for diving into these areas. Very interesting, like what you guys are working on, what the industry is working on with voice control, with recommendations, which are probably some of the biggest pieces that we're going to see in, in the near future uh, evolve and, 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 and become a lot better and a lot more user-friendly. Um, so I'm just curious, like if, uh, so if, if people out there say, um, say two awesome company, either, you know, from a rights perspective, from a partner perspective, from a investment perspective, from a talent perspective, uh, what's the best place to, um, learn more about Zatu, more about the things you're working on, the kind of cool stuff you're, you're, um, you're, uh, you're, you're producing and creating. Not sure if I got the question. So, so somebody would like to join the company, or somebody join the company, like learn more about your, what you're working on exactly, and uh, just get a better sense of you know um, who is that to, what are these guys doing, um, what are some of the things, the projects, that, what what is happening over the next couple of you know years with the company. Yeah, well, it's not like we try to be transparent about our plans. <laughs> <laughs> um, internally, we try to be as transparent as possible. Um, externally, I would say um, we are very interested uh, in companies who want to partner with us, uh, who want to take our product and, and combine it with an internet service, for instance. Um, we are always looking for great people. Um, and um, of course, part of it is uh, us pitching to these people and uh, talking about stuff that maybe I've talked about now, of, of what our uh, vision for, for TV looks like. Um, and uh, then, of course, there's, there's a lot of tactical um, planning uh, for this year um, uh, uh, of how we want to generate revenues, how we want to beat competitors, etc. Um, and... Uh, I would say there is no way uh, to learn about that unless yeah, no, you uh, <laughs> become a two employee. <laughs> no, that's clear. I was more thinking about you know general. That's a two. Probably the website is a good place uh, for connecting with you. Um, you know, maybe LinkedIn is a good place. For sure, uh, exactly. Uh, uh, um, on our website, there's already a lot of stuff explaining our product. The best way to find out is just to use it. Uh, much better than any explanation. Um, also on our website, there's some stuff about our team. There's actually some 
great uh, uh, videos uh, on the Zatu uh, team um, that we produced half a year ago. I think they give a great uh, reflection of, of our spirit. Um, and uh, I mean, yes, you'll, you'll find us, uh, uh, people at Zatu on, on LinkedIn and, and Crossing, etc. Uh, and I'm sure you'll get uh, quick uh, answers and openness to talk. We are we're always interested in talking to people who share our passion and our interest. Love it. So thank you so much for doing this interview. Thank you for, for sharing, you know, your story, uh, your, your vision for where things are heading and a bit more about the company and the culture and the spirit. So really appreciate that. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for listening to The Aligned Leader. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you get full access to all the newly released episodes every Wednesday. Do you have any topics that you would like us to cover? Then send us an email to daniel at leadersbridge.org and we'll work on it. And if you'd like to learn more about our initiatives, for example, like the CEO Collaboration Day, head over to leadersbridge.org.